Welcome to the Catholic Brides Podcast. My name is Anne, and I would like to welcome you to my show. On this podcast, we will be talking about what it means to be a Catholic bride, how to prepare for marriage, and how to walk with your spouse towards heaven. I'm excited that you're here, and I invite you to grab your favorite drink, settle in, and let's have a heart-to-heart about what it means to be a Catholic bride in today's world. Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Catholic Brides Podcast. My name is Anne, and I am excited to be joining you on this last day of September. It's crazy that tomorrow is going to be October, and I am just so ready to enter into the last quarter of the year, which is also really crazy that we are finally in the home stretch of 2021. And I don't know about you guys, but for 2021 has been a long year for me, um, probably more so than 2020 was. 2020 was great in the fact that we were able to take a step back, to slow down, to shelter in place for a lot of us. And for some of you that might still be the case as 2021 is still a slow year um, and wondering when all of this craziness in the world is going to end. Um, But I know for me particularly, 2021 was a particularly rough year, not only in the fact that um, there are things going on in my personal life, but also just for um, the fact that the world, um, at least parts of the world, were trying to start up again. And after kind of a year in uh, solitary isolation with our family members, um, opening up again is kind of overwhelming and kind of a lot. Um, and I know that we come from all different areas of the world, so you might be listening to this in somewhere other than the United States. Um, and obviously, the things that are going on are going to look a lot different depending on where you're at. And just know that we're continuing to pray for you, continuing to pray for an end to this craziness, um, and uh, praying that God will continue to bless us and pour out his graces upon us um, and show us what he wants to show us through all of the craziness that might be going on in the world. Um, So with that being said, I want to kind of dive into today's topic. Um, Today, I wanted to dive into a little bit of the theology of the body, which is always super great. And if you have a um, um, desire to learn more about this, I will um, share with you a couple of resources that you could do so. But I just wanted to kind of talk a little bit about the four promises of love and kind of what they mean, um, how we actually profess them on the wedding day, and just the things that they kind of bring into our life to be able to enrich our marriage and enrich just the people that God has called us to be. Because we are all called to these four things and um, to give up our love in one way or another, um, whether that is in the bond of marriage or whether that is even in consecrated life. Because um, theology of the body applies to every single person that is on the planet, every single person that's ever lived and will ever live. And so it's a really cool thing that kind of unites us together and for something for all of us to be able to strive for, regardless of our state in life. 
So these four things that four promises of love were also things that Jesus um, did on his own mission here on earth. So he himself um, is the fulfillment of these four promises and also just the perfect example of all four of these promises. So let's talk about them um, and just I'll list them out and then we'll just kind of go through and break them down to um, what each of them actually means. So the, the four promises of love are love is free, love is total, love is faithful, and love is fruitful. Okay, so we're all called to these four promises of love and to display them in our own lives. And like I said, Jesus was the perfect model for all four of these. So let's just kind of break them down one by one and kind of talk about them a little bit. So the first one is love is free. So we, in order to be able to love in the fullest capacity possible, we have to be able to be free to choose that love, okay? So freedom is so important that if you are not free, um, love cannot exist. So this is why we have, um, there's such a big emphasis on our free will and being able to choose um, to, to love God um, because God doesn't want to force us into um, a relationship with us. He wants to lead us. He wants to guide us um, and he wants to help us along the way. But ultimately, he wants to give us the freedom to love um, love him on our own free will. So this free love that we're able to give was also modeled in Jesus Christ um, because Jesus was fully human and totally free to make the decision to be able to um, fulfill his divine plan. Um, So he modeled this freedom for us. And in this freedom, we also have to be free to love one another. So the same way God gives us the free will to love him, he also gives us the free will to love one another. So this means that in order for a marriage to be valid, we have to be free to enter into it. So we have to be able to freely enter in and know exactly what we're choosing um, and to freely choose it for ourselves. Because if we're not freely choosing it for ourselves, then um, it's not love and it can't be love and um just that act of coming forth to the altar freely is something that's so beautiful in the witness of marriage. And um, the spousal vow of love and the vow that we give each other, we actually have to answer this when we go to the altar on our wedding day. So when you approach the altar for your marriage, the priest will ask you, have you come here to give yourselves freely to one another in marriage? Um, or something along those lines. So we actually have to respond and say, yes, that we are totally free. There is no outside force that's pressuring us to marriage. It's not something that is arranged for us that we're being forced into, but we actually have to freely choose this for ourselves. And this is something that's so beautiful because each one of us has to actually respond to that. So if you're not free to be able to make that decision, if you're being coerced or you are being um, pressured into that marriage and aren't actually free to be able to make that decision on your own, that can actually um, be grounds for annulment as well, um, which is not something that any of us hope for in our marriage. So we want to make sure that we are freely entering into our marriage without coercion. 
The next promise of love is total. So if we look at this um, promise of love in Jesus Christ himself, he gave us the perfect example of this um, because he gave himself totally to us without holding anything back. Um, and as we know, he died for us. So that is the ultimate total sacrifice of love that which he actually calls all of us to, to be able to lay down our life for one another. So as we can recall, he tells us this, this in the scriptures, and he also calls it to us um, when we are loving each other. So whether this is giving our life totally in service to him through consecrated life or totally to another person through the bond of marriage, um, he calls us to give ourselves freely in that freely and totally in that way. Um, so what does this exactly mean? This means that we are giving ourselves totally to each other when we approach the altar. We are not holding anything back from our spouse and we have been fully open with what they are entering into and this is good for several different things um, but I wanted to point out that when we are totally open and honest with our significant other when we are approaching that altar um, we are able to be free so you're not able to freely enter into something if you are holding something back from each other so this kind of like you'll see that this the all these promises of love kind of go together and work along with each other. Um, but particularly this one um, helps us to become more free and in entering into our relationship with our spouse. Um, so when we approach the altar, you are going to be asked the question by the priest of have you come here without reservation to give yourselves to each other in marriage? So this means, have you come here withholding nothing to give yourself in marriage? And to make sure that we are truthfully saying, yes, we are, we have no reservations. We are totally giving ourselves to each other. We're not withholding anything. We're not withholding our, um, our bodies or we're not withholding something on our heart that we haven't shared. We are totally, um, totally going to become one and we know exactly what we are entering into and we are doing it freely. Um, so that's really important to be able to um, think about and to be able to have those conversations and be able to enter totally into the marriage um, with all that we have um, and to be able to lay down our lives for one another as well. So Jesus calls us to be able to lay down our lives, to give ourselves totally to each other, um, to be able to have that ultimate love. Um, and whether obviously he calls us to sacrifice our lives um, to the point of dying for another is totally up to him and his will. Um, but we need to be open to what he is calling us to do in our marriage and in our life to be able to totally give ourselves to one another. So the next promise of love is number three is faithful. So we need to be faithful in our marriage. And I think this is pretty obvious to anybody that is getting married or anybody that is entering into some sort of vows for your religious order to know that we are going to be faithful to that promise that we're making for the rest of our days. Jesus asks us to be faithful like he was faithful um, and giving ourselves to one another and to only one another. When we are approaching the altar, 
We obviously are going to vow to be faithful to our spouse for the rest of our life um, until death to us part. And this is really important to be able to have such a deep bond and being able to walk with a specific person until the moment that they die or the moment that we die. Um, And just a beautiful reminder of how love is faithful and true um, as we continue to pursue our vocation and pursue the calling that God has for our life. Um, So being faithful to our vows is something obviously all of us take uh, very seriously and I don't think I need to continue to elaborate on that um, but just to remember that Jesus will give us the grace to live out our vacation and to be faithful um, but we need to continually ask for his grace to persevere in the life that he has given to us and the vows and commitment we have made to our significant other. So the final promise of love is fruitful and so when we approach the altar, the priest is going to ask us if we will accept children lovingly from God, and we always say yes when we are getting ready to or getting ready to profess those vows, um, because the church asks us to be open to life and to be fruitful in our marriage and to be fruitful in whatever way God asks us to be fruitful in. So this obviously means that we need to not do anything to inhibit the um, creation of life. Um, So obviously contraception and things like that, um, but also just being open to the fact that Jesus can give us children. And if he does, that we accept them lovingly from him. But also realizing that being fruitful um, obviously can take on other measures as well, whether that's through adoption or being fruitful with your time together as a couple and serving um, and potentially if you are a consecrated person to be fruitful in spiritual motherhood or spiritual fatherhood, but just to be open to that fruitfulness that God is calling you to be in your life. Um, So for married people, the natural, obviously the natural um, way to do this is through bearing children. But if you are open to the life that God has called you to, there are also as many other ways that you can be fruitful as well to multiply his love here on earth. So even if you experience things like infertility or other ways um, that inhibit you from having to learn naturally, you can still be fruitful and can still spread his love through different ways as well, um, whether that is volunteering to uh, teach, volunteering to lead Bible vacation Bible school, leading um, other things in your church to share that love with other people. Um, so we just need to remember that the main thing behind this fruitfulness is to always be open to that potentiality of having life and to not do anything to inhibit it. Obviously, um, as you learn through like NFP courses and things, there are serious reasons to um, avoid um, the marital embrace during specific periods of your life. Um, but obviously, those are for very grave, ser- grave and serious reasons. Um, but to know that God is calling us to be fruitful and to be open to his life and his plan as well. 
And so those are the four, um, four promises of love. And I hope that you can continue to kind of pray and meditate on these. I really like the idea of being able to sit with these and kind of think about the ways that um, they play a role in your own relationship and realizing um, if you are freely giving your love, if you're totally giving your love, or if you're holding things back, um, if you are being faithful, or if there's ways that you can be more faithful, or if there are places that you struggle um, with either being faithful or giving your love totally. And then also to meditate um, on the fruitful as well, and seeing if there are ways that you can have your love be more fruitful in the church um, or in your own home, if that is the case. Um, So... I hope this was helpful and it is just such a beautiful thing to be able to meditate on the beauty of these four promises and also to really think about the way that they play a role in your own life and to think about ways that you can dive even more deeply into them because when you're up there at the altar making your vows, sometimes you might have a great understanding of these. And some people may just be skimming the surface and saying those vows. Um, But to really meditate on your wedding vows, I think is a possibility of bearing so much fruit and just helping you to have such a great life and such a great fulfilled life in the Lord and in your marriage. So I pray that God blesses you today and always, and I hope that you have a wonderful weekend ahead, and I look forward to talking to you again in the next episode. God bless you. You have been listening to the Catholic Brides Podcast. If you enjoyed this content, I invite you to subscribe to the podcast. If you would like to get in touch with me, I invite you to either message me on Instagram or send me an email at catholicbrides at gmail.com. I look forward to having you join me again, and I look forward to connecting with you in the future. Thank you so much, and have a wonderful and blessed day.